Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name is Aid, and I will be one of two hosts for you for this show. Um, I'll just ever, I'll, I'll ramble on a little bit uh, whilst you figure out and have a guest amongst yourselves and think about who might be my co-host for today. Uh, and I'm, I'm very pleased to say uh, that it's Claire. Hey Claire. Hey, good evening Aid. Lovely to be here as always. <laughs> Well, I'm very glad that you could make it because otherwise I'd have been sat here on my own and I don't, I can't do the single thing. I can't do the voice into the, into the black ether on my own thing. That, that's, that would be terrifying. I know Graham's done it once or twice and he hates it as well. So for us, definitely podcasting has got to be a conversation. <laughs> so we've got a bit of a short show uh, this mm. week. Uh, and uh, part of that is because everybody's all over the place. Um, Rach, Rach is uh, very busy being a parent, as you might expect. Mm. Uh, John is busy working. Uh, Graham, I think, has sloped off to a barbecue. Um, uh, and uh, I say sloped off, probably dragged by Sinead, to be honest, because... <laughs> he's not oh, he's not he's not really you know sociable kind of fella really yeah can't, can't imagine making small talk with graham at a barbecue that would be weird it's a good job we know him so well isn't it you know we could just chat Definitely. away comfortably yeah so uh yeah so just me and you although i have to say uh you know graham has uh done us a good turn because he was out uh last night on a, a bit of a photo walk uh and we've got some drop-in audio uh i have to say um graham was out with none other than agent shadow himself last night um and uh that's uh that's quite a thing i don't know whether agent shadow was like you know in his agent shadow costume <laughs> or, or I suppose for, for him that would be weird, Not wouldn't secret. it? Is secret, or whether he'd just be wearing like jeans and a t-shirt like everybody yeah, else because he's undercover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, more to come on that one in a bit. Uh, but I tell you what, let's let's start up with some updates because yeah, Claire and I got some stuff to talk about. But and Claire, especially, where have you been this weekend? I was in Cologne in Germany um, for the for an exhibition. Yeah, instant Cologne, and it was really good. Thank you. Um, nice to see um, some people I haven't seen since actually, um, well, been in their company um, in person since 2019. So that was really long. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, that's that's it even proper pre-COVID, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because pretty much everything for 2020 was cancelled and all the shows were supposed to be together. And then this actually, this show was postponed from the May uh, till the August. But it was nice to see everyone, nice to catch up. Um, even though obviously uh, COVID is still there, obviously, and the, and the measures and the precautions, um, so yeah, but we're heading in the in the right direction, I think. That that's good. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, so the 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 freedom to be out and about must be amazing, I guess. Um, any any friends of the show, any any names our listeners would know that you were hanging out with in Cologne this weekend? Um, well, my friends, I was with my, the female photographer, you know, Carmen DeVos. Uh, mm. she, she has actually uh, done an interview on the show, Stefan. Um, I think, I think there was only two of us from the UK. All right. Myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, myself and another, um, a guy called Matt, who's from Cornwall, but he wasn't actually there. His photos were there. So oh right okay we, we were the yeah so, but so we were you the were like UK people in the, in the actual 
exhibition and then I was the only UK person there. So you were <laughs> properly representing the UK at that point. I then. was. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that well 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 done you for going i mean that's that's quite something i mean i uh you know in these strange times i haven't been abroad yet um yeah i haven't left the uk yet um did did, does it feel good to be to be out there and traveling to meet people yeah no it does feel good it feels uh good but i would say to anyone that's traveling um really really make sure you check (laughs) all the requirements to sort of enter whatever country you're going to and then you know whatever you need to do to return um (laughs) because i i um i made a wrong assumption actually i almost never got home (laughs) oh wow okay yeah Yeah, so wise words there then um yeah yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, I guess we've all got a lot to learn. Even even things like since you know, because of course with the, all of the uh, even just the the Brexit changes, right? You know, the yeah, going abroad has changed. I keep, um, I keep getting text messages from the government saying, "Remember to check your passport if you're going abroad." And I've got no plans to go abroad. Why are you sending me text messages? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, lot lots to think about. So good, good yeah, good good traveling tips there. Uh, yeah. So uh, what and what what uh what were the photos? that you had in the show then is there somewhere we can see them um do you know i'm not sure i'm not sure um <laughs> shall i do a quick google while we're recording because that's <laughs> yeah, what, that always yeah. comes across really professionally that does when we do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but in, instant cologne um i'm trying hard. my photo was the poster actually so if you can all right poster, so, so i'm gonna see. i'm gonna do this because i want to see what i want to see that was the um from the series yeah. I oh dear i've just googled instant cologne and what's come back is a load of cheap perfume <laughs> versace <laughs> almost dolce and gabbana i suppose not entirely almost. cheap yeah, perfumes mm. did you know yeah well okay um so okay uh does it have any other names that might get a better hit on um, no just instant cologne instant Art cologne? Oh, I don't know. Could it be? I'll, I'll try spelling cologne properly, the German way, and see if that makes any difference. No, that just asks me, do I mean instant cola? That's really helpful, <laughs> isn't it? I oh, know because I forgot yeah. to change it from a C to a K. That'll be why. But that was nice, um, tiring but nice. Oh, I've got it! I've got it! It's on instantphotographers.com, or at least there's okay, something on there instant we are. Yeah, photographers. Yeah, yeah. Instant okay. photographers have got come yeah. instant cologne, international instant art expo and and the big banner page that the the picture that's behind that title is is so much one of your images i mean apart from the fact that it's got your face in it but uh, it's it's uh it's it's one uh looks like you're wearing a an orangey red dress and maybe lying in a pool or something like that and looks like a double exposure of some sort well maybe it's just a maybe it's just an effect Am I in the swimming pool? Yeah, yeah, that might be one of them. Yeah, and the other one um, was me in the desert. That was a poster. But anyway, you know, it was a it was a good show. Great. And like you say, it's 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 just great that they're able to put them back on again, isn't that? Isn't there? And you know, things can get going, even though it's obviously different. Yeah, um, I, I think that's it's uh yeah i mean there's there's clearly just looking through the website here there's quite a few contributors so that that's you know that that's really good as well and you know chance to get people together and we'll get Mm. the art together i'm I'm really envious i have to say i i wish i could have 
been there and done something like that i mean i'd probably have to take my whole hobby of photography a little bit more seriously to 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 get anywhere close to that sort of thing um you know it's uh i'm I'm very much the the opportunist rather than you know the 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 uh prepared and uh you know thought through work that you produce Mm. (laughs) but uh yeah it looks like there's a whole there's a whole real whole range of stuff yes and and yeah i love that's great that's great. So was it? So is this? This presumably is a, a gallery in in Cologne, is it? Yes, it's called the Stage Gallery. Um, don't ask me what. But I think it's it's considered Central Cologne. I was going to say because I think the last time I went to Cologne, the gallery was what was considered Downtown Cologne. So I think this is Central Cologne because I don't know well well enough. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And so that's 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 good. And um, I've been invited back around for a week next March um, and that's kind of in the planning maybe we'll talk about that nearer the time and that's ah. more of a that's more of an interactive installation that's going to take place where I'm basically okay. going to be in a window for a week you, <laughs> per- you in, personally or your work me no me personally will oh. be there for a week um, and we're going to sort of arrange the gallery so it'll be like a set and then oh, okay. there'll be some interactions so we'll tell you more near the time so that's next march time <laughs> that that sounds that sounds weird now there are tons of mental images going through my back yeah there was a there was a what was the film called mannequin oh, a, right, a, a, yes. a, a, a pretty cheesy 80s film uh that yeah where, where the mannequin comes to life in the window and stuff like that there's that sort of thing going i found a full copy of your image now it's not I think it's because when I when I use it as the banner on the page, they're only showing a, yeah a crop mm. of part of the image, yeah. and it made it look like it was laid flat horizontal. Actually, yeah. now I see yeah. it properly. Clearly, it's it, you're you're standing up clearly, and it's being shot from perhaps near ground level, and it's sort of looking up. Yeah. At it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry for misinterpreting that. The, the f- funny crop. That's my excuse. It's a funny crop. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so that's more more on more on the horizon for you then uh must be yeah, good to have something um, to look forward to yeah there's that um but my next show i'm it'll be in italy in october uh, okay um and then the uh, italy in october paris in november and of course birmingham in september for the photography show Hey folks, I am sorry to say that at that point we had a technical issue with our recording, uh, Claire and I, uh, that uh, (laughs) rendered a bunch of conversation irrecoverable, unfortunately. So uh, given that we have a gift from Graham to get us out of trouble, we have an audio insert uh, from his conversation yesterday evening. I am going to cut here and we'll go to that now and uh, hopefully that will save us all. I am here having a lovely cup of tea with my good friend Jasper. Jasper! Thanks for the cup of tea, first of all. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> um, we met up this evening, you, me, and Naz, who's been on the podcast before, and we went out for a bit of a stroll, or quite a long stroll, actually. Um, and um, we, Naz and I both had large format cameras, and uh, you were shooting with some Pentax, bad, bad form there. But um, yeah, we had a very nice evening, so now we're having a cup of tea and a catch-up. And I don't think... 
don't think I've ever spoken to you on a podcast before, which That's is true. Yeah. it's weird because for one thing, um, you are the face behind Agent Shadow <laughs> film. Um, so please let's stop. Tell us about being the face behind the Agent Shadow film. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a very exciting, exciting um, time. Um, obviously, Stephen got in touch with me and asked me whether I was willing to pose for his um, for his trailer and for for yeah some some shots for a mystery product. At the time, I had no idea what was what was going to happen to me. <laughs> you assumed it was the trench coat he was going to be selling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I mean that was absolutely brilliant. We had this um, lovely evening night shoot in a very rainy Oxford um, and in, in, in I think it was October last year I was very excited about it so yeah so if you've seen the trailer for the Agent Shadow film and you're wondering who that dashing stranger is running about Oxford <laughs> that is Jasper um, dashing and very wet yeah it was a traditional British evening wasn't it um, so as I said Naz and I took out large format cameras this evening you don't currently own a large format camera that's do you? true yeah Sadly, unfortunately, I mean, this was really, I got, I was very excited to see you guys work your large format cameras because I realized a little while ago that I would be really keen on operating and owning one, but I had never, ever shot a single large format photo. So I thought, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the two of you could show me the ropes Mm. and you did. And it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. And you got a good kind of cross section because Naz had his God, this thing is 20. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a Wister he's got, and he bought it in 1990-something, Corilla. Yeah. So he's had it for ages, a, a lovely Wister field camera. And I had my carbon adventurer. So oh. first question, uh, whose was the best? <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously, the carbon adventurer was a beautiful, beautiful camera. You know, all those magnets, really, I, I, mm. I loved handling it and operating it. But that being said... <laughs> NASA's camera is also quite the stunner. I mean, that mm. dark wood and, you know, kind of the dark reddish mm. color is just beautiful. So, you know, you tell me. Uh, mine's the best. Um, <laughs> so, so we were out there taking stuff and you were looking at what we were doing, but you did also get to have a go. You took a picture of the two of us. Yes. You've, you've taken your first large format picture. How did you, you used my camera to do it. How did you find the experience and was that enough to push you over the edge, do you think, into getting a large format camera? You know, I think the experience itself, the shooting, was it was a bit scary, you know, because I you know, I was scared that I would do something wrong, you know, and I kind of heard, heard the warnings of like, ah, don't forget to close the lens and, you know, don't open the, um, don't, don't remove the dark slide before you before you actually close the lens and so on. So that was a bit of a scary, slightly frightening experience. But <laughs> was it was it made worse by the fact that Naz and I were sat in front of you offering occasionally very unhelpful suggestions? Oh, you have to go more right, no more left. No, that was no, that was quite that was quite good. No, I really enjoyed it, and it was you know being under that cover. It really feels like you're you're kind of traveling back through time. You know, it's a very mm. different way of of taking a photo and i think overall i'm a person that really loves operating manual cameras being very meticulous about it doing you know step-by-step stuff and really kind of feeling a photo and feeling a scene before you actually um 
press the shutter. Mm. Uh, I usually only take large format, uh, medium format uh, photos. And so I think this kind of, this feels natural mm. in a way, despite it being a bit scary, but, you know, it was the first time. So, and, and I feel like I, uh, I'm not only in a slippery slope, I'm, you know, threw myself mm. down the slope, head first into the adventure. So I, I hope that I will get many more opportunities to, to, to shoot large format cam- yeah, cameras, film, Try out the different lenses you you had with you, and mm. it was quite lovely. We didn't exactly have the best evening for it, um, because although we met up at five o'clock, which should have still been plenty of light, it's been so dark and dull here this evening, hasn't it? Yeah, absolute November, November in in August, really. But um, <laughs> I mean, that was our summer or any summer in Britain, anyway. Mm. And so I think it was maybe very representative of what it would be like to operate a large format camera in the UK. No, no, no. I don't want to don't want it to be too bleak. Um, I thought what kind of was a very large format feel was um, when we so we were walking down the Thames and then we took a a hard left uh, into the fields and we ran into a whole herd of cows Mm -hmm. um, and and we all tried to take photos of the cows or rather the (laughs) two of you tried taking photos of the cows and I was taking photos of you while setting up your cameras and I thought that is a very because it took quite long and eventually the cows who were very interested in the beginning <laughs> kind of lost the initial kind of intrigue and turned their backs to us and walked away, which was quite sad. And that was just when you got ready to to take the photo. So I think the one thing I definitely learned today is that you need very patient subjects for your photographs. Yeah, or just not be quite such a bumbling buffoon as I am at times with that thing. Um, I think my favourite bit was at one point when... Um, so we, we walked down to this church and um, Naz wanted to take a picture and he had two photo taking, he had one lens, which was I think a 250 millimeter lens. So far too long for trying to take a picture of the church or a pinhole. <laughs> so he's like, okay, well, let's work out what how long the shot would take on this pinhole. And you two, and, he, and he's saying, use the scientific function on your calculator. Where's the XY thing? We do this. And in the end, I think the number you came up with was about two hours, wasn't it? Two-hour <laughs> <Yes>. exposure. <laughs> yeah, it was 118 minutes. I mean, it was also, we, we had very low ISO film for that camera, mm-hmm. right? So it was ISO 40, I believe, on an F250 uh, pinhole camera. So... Yes, it definitely <laughs> it was a bit too long, so we we didn't do it. But maybe you know, on a slightly sunnier day with slightly faster film, mm. that would be the next step. Yeah, he he did say. Well, do, do people not take pinhole shots on dull, dark days with ISO forty film? I'm like, no. Well, I mean, I guess some people do. <laughs> Idiots, you've got a lot of time to film, but no, no, most people don't. Um, but but no, it was good fun. Nice to get out with the cameras again. Um, it's always. I I love shooting large format. It's just, I mean, it's nice getting on using those cameras again and getting those muscles, mental muscles as well as physical muscles, <laughs> lugging and stuff about going again. Um, you recently had a little trip away down to Wales uh, to because you live in Oxford um, and I've seen quite a lot of these uh, city spires over the last... Oh, uh, two years, <laughs> I think it's fairly safe to say. And um, we got to get away for a little bit. How was that, getting some fresh photographic space? Oh, it was absolutely stunning. I I love the seaside and I try to uh, go to the seaside as often as possible. And I 
Um, I think, you know, if I, if I spend three to six months without the seaside, I really go mad. So it was, I was very keen to get to, uh, South Wales. This was to Pembrokeshire, to the coast, to the national park. And I usually, I love taking photos of stormy weather by the seaside and lighthouses. So I had this one lighthouse picked out with Stromble Head, people probably know. And my goal was to go there shoot some, you know, stormy scenes, but maybe also catch a lovely sunset. And it was absolutely brilliant. You know, I drove up there, rented a car, drove up there, arrived there just perfect, just in time for the most stunning sunset on the first day. And it was empty. There was nobody else there. So I had a phenomenal time, just, you know, took my time, set up all my cameras and took about, you know, three rolls of Ecto 100 and long exposures. And the next day, you know, the storm came in and uh, I, I, I caught some some crushing waves on the rocks and the, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. And um, I, I got very lucky because at the last um, photo walk we had here in Oxford, uh, organized by uh, Analog Wonderland, which you attended as well, obviously. I did, yeah. And Aid was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also uh, Alex Purcell, who, um, you know, gave me some uh, very nice advice on where to go in Wales. And um, yeah, it was it was really invaluable. I think it's one of the things, isn't it? If you're going somewhere that you don't know, um, getting advice from fellow shooters about the space before you go, if you can, is invaluable. Um, I mean, I know you can you know, do things like go on Flickr and search for the area and get ideas like that, but if you can actually hook up with people from those spaces and say, look, where's the good places? Where are there not going to be lots of people? It can make the whole experience so much better and make better use of your time as well because it's always limited when you're on holiday you never have much time you don't want to be wasting half of it on duds ultimately right um other than talking to alex did you do much research before you went um just a little bit so i had a few other friends who who had been there and i mean the whole trip lasted four days so there was really not that much (laughs) research to be done for just four days um, two of which I spent, you know, around where, where I stayed and uh, went for some long walks by the sea. And, you know, but at the same time, what I really enjoy is just sometimes you just get into a car and you drive down the coast and then you just get out of the car and you walk. And the sea always presents itself in so many different facets and so many different um, ways that there's always something new to shoot. And in a different way, you see new colors, you see new shades and yeah, that's what I really love. So I think when I, um, I, I barely show these to anyone, but I, when I when I go through my negatives, you know, there's just like stacks and stacks of negatives of different waves and and uh, rocks and you know, um, the, the different greens and and blues um, of of the sea and of the water. Mm. So I really love that, and and that was what my trip to Wales was really all about. And the other thing that that made it very exciting was that I realised. Um, it was time to develop my own color film from that mm. trip as well. So when I returned to Oxford, I, um, for the first time, bought some C41 chemistry uh, that I, you know, set up then in the dark room that um, Nas and I share. And um, we, you know, he gave me some great advice on how to <laughs> to do all of that. But it was such an experience, such an adventure, you know. It's like stressful for the first time to to do this, to keep the temperature right, to, you know, invert everything every 30 seconds. I usually don't do that with my black and white film. And so it was really quite 
quite intense. And then when I got the photos out and saw all those, I mean, inverted colors, of course, but once I saw the, um, the corrected colors, um, it was just, yeah, it was brilliant. And I think this developing my own film and my own color film really added to that experience overall. What developing kit did you get for doing this? Uh, this was the Sinistel powder developing kit, two bath system, quite mm-hmm. straightforward, I believe. And it was, yeah, it worked out very well. I still have some chemistry left, so, you know, <laughs> time for another trip. So this is your first thing. You've obviously been developing black and white at home for quite some time. Um, what was the temperature the most stressful thing about it? Because obviously there's the temperature, but also the fact that the time that you're doing it for, that the actual developing of the film is much shorter. And as you said, you've got all these agitations that you need to try and get in. Um, and... What was that where the stress was living for you? Mm. I think the temperature, keeping the temperature steady was the most difficult thing because the taps are not necessarily reliable all the time. So you had to kind of you know, constantly add some warm water or maybe add some cold water if there was too much warm water in there. And I think that was a bit stressful for me. I, I Towards the end, you know, towards like my fifth or sixth role, um, I kind of had figured it out how to, to somehow do it and keep the temperature steady. I think when I develop black and white, I, I'm just now on a very standard rhythm. I have my developers. I have my process. I have... Um, my agitation scheme I, I'm very consistent with this and, and they always come out like I expect them to come out mm-hmm. and I think just having that routine having that rhythm makes black and white development really a breeze and, and you can you know just look forward to the final step of pulling out the film and the, the large negatives and just see the you know all the beauty of it whereas with the color I felt a bit like you know, I'm I'm lost in the forest, and I find have to find the clearing. I have to find the rhythm, getting into it, and that was quite challenging. Um, overall, I think I would encourage people to try it out because it was much easier than I initially expected. And yeah. after the initial stress and adventure and excitement of the first, you know, to maybe two three rolls, you know, you kind of find your way in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will take me some time to to get it to the to the level of my of my black and white photography. I suppose it's just like anything; you need to um, do it long enough to stop caring about being quite so precise. Maybe that's just me. I'm like, oh, how might I say to you? Oh well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, like with the temperatures, I'm like, as long as it's at the right temperature when I start. Do I care if it then cools down over the next? Mm-hmm. Not really. How cool is it going to get in three minutes? I don't know. <laughs> in this shed, probably very cool. But um, uh, you, one of the things that you said to me that you struggled with wasn't the developing of the film, but actually the um, scanning and color correcting on that. Um, what setup have you got at home for getting your images digitized? So usually, so I have one of those Epson V five. 50 scanners, something around those, yeah. uh, you know, numbers, numbers. Um, and with black and white, it's really quite straightforward, right? You just invert it and, you know, and then you yeah. edit it, you process it in the way you like it. And the color photography, you know, before now, I would uh, always trust Duncan um, and his, his brilliant team on, you know, getting the perfect scans for me. And I was mm-hmm. always extremely happy with that. Um, 
and now I'm really like, how do how do I do this? I use so I don't use Photoshop or Lightroom. I use Capture One, which unfortunately does not have any of the of the handy um, digitization apps or plugins that you can use. So I kind of needed to find a way around that, and I used a combination of my old, you know, ancient Photoshop Elements copy and Capture One, uh, and in the end, the colors came out all right. But it was a lot of work. So I really spent, you know, on one photo probably, like until I got it quite right, it was spent 20, 30 minutes. So I think I think what I will do now is now that I know how to develop them, I will probably develop them and then choose my most favorite ones and then send them off to to Duncan <laughs> to get the uh Duncan from Silverpan, of course, to to get the um to get the nice scans done um, of my favorite frames. I think that might be... Just going to sidestep the problem <laughs> completely. I suppose that's one way around it. I suppose that's one way around it. It is a bit of a... I mean, we were talking about this before. I used Lightroom and have used Lightroom forever. And um, the, the Epson... Do you use the ordinary Epson scanning software... I do, yeah. I, I also downloaded what is it, Silver Fast, Silver Silver, Silver View, Silver View, something like that. Yeah. I downloaded that a while ago, um, but it did not really. I did, it did not really work for me. No. I don't know. It was a bit too complicated, maybe. And I, I like the simplicity of the normal apps and software. It just works, doesn't it? It's yeah, fine. exactly, it's fine. exactly. But you know, more and more people have told me that maybe I should just switch to a, a SLR DSLR setup, and, and but. I know I like putting them into the scanner, you know, make a cup of tea, uh, get back to work and then just like letting it run through in the back row and switching them out every few minutes. And I quite like that because it feels like you're doing it on the side and, you know, you get the, the short break from your day job every few minutes. Before we get out of here, um, you have got, you've just been sharing with me a very cool uh, photo book, um, the work of a photographer I had never heard of before. So, Let's finish up this chat with a lovely photo book recommendation. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, thank you. I um, so this is my my maybe my most favorite photo book. It's um, the Errand of the Eye by Rose Mandel. Uh, Rose Mandel was a photographer in the nineteen fifties, mainly in nineteen fifties and sixties in, in California. And when I was living in the US uh, many years ago, I um, I kind of just bumped into into an exhibition that was kind of a retrospective of her work and it was absolutely phenomenal it just blew me away when i was there and i tried to get my hands on the photo book the catalog of that exhibition at the time it was a bit too expensive for me but a few years later i found it for maybe a tenner or something like that and i absolutely love it it's it's a brilliant book she takes these portraits um that you will find on the cover but also my most favorite photo of hers um is a portrait where really the subject kind of moves to the background and the focus not only of the photo but also the the viewer's focus kind of is being drawn to the contextual kind of surroundings of their subject so in the front it's um it's a portrait of a man behind kind of a a bush of, of you know with dry branches um and and i think that gives a very interesting perspective on on portrait photography so a lot of the photos in there are of that and then of course second half of the book um she has a lot of absolutely beautiful photos of the sea 
um, black and white, all of it. And it's, it's a really good, um, you get, you get quite a few photos in that book. I take it whenever I move anywhere. It's, I think the only photo book, maybe the only book that I've, you know, taken, <laughs> taken with me, uh, wherever I go, because I really love her photos so much and they, they speak to me. Um, yeah, especially the portraits. Yeah, it's a really lovely book. the The prints and the plates look lovely. They just have that depth to them that you. That is such a joy to see from real quality black and white works. It's all black and white. Um, I really love. There's a section in there on um, plants and sort of using nature as a thing. And some of them are so abstract. Um, that you just really are looking at them going, I'm not sure what I'm actually looking at here, but it looks beautiful. Really interesting work. I know you you brought it up in the first place because um, there's some pictures that she's got in there which are kind of reminiscent of um, some of the Vivian Meyer stuff that we're familiar with, of pictures taken through shop windows and stuff like that. And that's, that's certainly a part of it. Um, but actually, I think that for me, that's the least interesting part of our work and the rest of it is is really cool really nice stuff so um tell us again what's the name of the artist and the name of the book yes so the name of the artist is rose mandel and the book is called the errand of the eye um and this one is uh came out i think in 2012 um by the fine arts museums of san francisco so if you want to have a look online if you try to can you know try to find it or maybe in a library that's what you should look for and um, it's a beautiful book awesome well Jasper thanks for a lovely evening's photography and a lovely cup of tea as well <laughs> well thank you so much for coming out and showing me the large format adventures and yeah you need treasures. to get one of those now. you need a large format camera right well we'll hopefully head back over to the main show now I guess I don't know <laughs> And we're back. Uh, and yeah. uh, yes, and Claire's back. Sorry, I should say Claire's I'm back. back after I vanished. You yeah, vanished, Claire. <laughs> and we didn't notice for ages. And uh, But you're back now. So that's the most yeah. important thing. So, uh, well then, um, I have to say I, for one, was horrified at Graham's revelations in that insert drop-in that we just <laughs> haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises uh, well no 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 it's great so so yeah um uh have yes good good to have that there thank you graham thank you jasper uh i, I don't know whether we should uh I, we probably should let the whole agent shadow thing go shouldn't we really because yeah. he's a person yeah. in his own right <laughs> but there we go that was that uh whatever it was and uh i think we're pretty much done and uh, to be honest yes. claire and i are a little bit terrified now aren't we that the tech will let us down again so we're trying to get out of this podcast as quickly <laughs> as possible <laughs> you got any last thoughts claire <laughs> uh no just to just remind everyone about the photography show isn't it on the what is it the 17th 18th and 19th um, or is it just the 18th and 19th <laughs> i'm not sure but we so the saturday is the 18th which 18th, is the day that yeah. we said that, that, yeah. that we'll be there yes so um that will be uh yeah that looking really looking forward to that uh and uh hopefully we'll get to see lots of people there um and uh you know catch up because it'd be great to catch up with everybody definitely Okay, well, there we go. So uh, that will be your 
mm-hmm. short edition of Sunny 16 for this week. Uh, actually, <laughs> I have no idea because I don't know how long the segment is from Graham either. So it's po- probably a shorter than usual uh, edition of Sunny 16 uh, this week. Uh, it's been a, it's been good to catch up, have a one-on-one conversation, Claire. That was good fun. Definitely, yeah. And nice uh, to... so, sorry, gone. No, it was nice to chat to you. Nice to see you. I've not yeah. seen you for a while. <laughs> no, I haven't. Known. Well, that's the thing with the summer, isn't it? Everybody's out and about and doing stuff. So it's uh, it's nice to get back together when, when we all have had our adventures. So, uh, yeah, well, that with uh, that sounds like the end of the show then. And mm-hmm. uh, lest the technology let us down again, um, I will say we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, it has been a privilege and an honour to talk to you all, as always. Uh, and we'll play you out now with Rachel's band Rocker. You can get their album Promises I Should Have Kept on all good internet outlets. Uh, just just search for it. And uh, we will be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Night. Night.